that it was gonna snow that's why i was like nah monday will probably be better because you know something when to get stuck again like the last time right but i was at the house so i was just like well even if i do get stuck at least i'm at home you know what i'm saying with my folks so i'm at my folks house i got over there maybe around like five we watched um Finished watching one of them movies with the rock in it, that little jungle movie. I oh, Jumanji. Yeah, was it Jumanji or ju- oh, Jungle Jungle Cruise? Yes. Okay. Um, finished watching that, and then we started watching Don't Look Up, which I didn't finish watching that because I ended up playing with my nephew. But playing with my nephew for about thirty minutes, and it was like hmm, maybe like a little after nine, and I was like, "Well, shit, I need to go ahead and head home." You know what I'm saying? For shit start icing up. <laughs> it was too late. Mm-mm-mm. It was too late. I got down the street and everything was fine down um, Morris Mill. But once I got to Winchester, my nigga. <laughs> once I got to Winchester, my nigga. <laughs> Oh my god. It was so crazy. It was like driving in a blizz in a literal blizzard. What time did you leave your parents' house? Like nine something. Cause maybe, I like maybe the latest was like nine thirty. Like I was at my parents' house and then they started talking about the snow or whatever. I was like, man, it ain't gonna snow or whatever. That's what I was thinking. I was like, bro. And no, then, so I left there about eight eight thirty, and then I was like, okay, if it's gonna snow, let me go at least get some gas in case I have to, you know, whatever. So I went and got gas, and I, I grabbed some beer. I was like, Man, fuck it. When I was driving back to the house, though, them big clumps of uh, snow started coming down, and I was like, oh, it's snowing, snowing. <laughs> It's real snow. And I was like, okay. Then I kept looking out the window. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, yeah, my nigga would have got stuck out here. Like the last time. I have to stay here. Because there's no way that I'm going to do what I did down fucking Parkway University all the way on the interstate. Like... Because yeah. we, we were, it was only like so many cars out, obviously. Everybody had their e-lights on. Everybody was driving slow. Like when I say inching down the road, <laughs> I mean inching down the road. Like when I got on the parkway, I was in the middle of the road. I wasn't on the right lane or the left lane. 
because I couldn't see like the division of the side of the edge of the road. So I was like, I don't want to accidentally slip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Off to the right. So I was just driving down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this weather? It's the end of the world, bro. What is this weather? And then, because it just made me remember, too. What month was it that we had the last snowpocalypse when I actually got stuck over there? That was earlier this year, right? It was March, I think. Was Maybe? it Febu- February or March? Yeah, it was one of those. I remember those. around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just made me think, like, we're still getting our, I guess, like, yearly snow. It's just coming at weird times of the winter now. Right. Like, it's probably going to snow again at least one more time. Yeah, they're saying it's, it might snow next week, maybe? First, they were saying it was going to snow again on Thursday. Now, it's just saying that it's just going to be like a rain. But mm. it's been crazy times. Honey, <laughs> crazy times. Work has been absolutely trash, trash, bro. Like I didn't have to go off on the the GM. They've been we didn't they we have the, the healthy people at work have been overworked. That's the because whole, of the COVID outbreak. That's the whole thing about all this stuff. Like workers are the ones suffering from all of it this is stuff. Absolutely abysmal. Like I've been making good money because business has been booming, and it's just been me by myself. But it's just been me by myself. And if anybody knows. The magnitude of the bar at Agave and Rye. If you remember the Bar Louis bar, it is not your normal bar. It's huge. It is a big ass fucking, it is a 40 seater. Mm. So it's literally been me by myself handling the bar and also having to be in the well to make the drinks for the restaurant. During these crazy holiday times, everybody's in town who was out of town, like kids from college and whatever else, other kids is out of school, people is off work. It's been busy since that week right before Christmas. And so Daytime much. and nighttime. Bruh. It's for the birds. I've been working like 10, 12 hour shifts every single day. Every day I go in, they ask me if I can stay later. I went in at 9.30 last Tuesday, and I didn't get off until 9.30 that night. The devil. Bruh, (laughs) this shit crazy, my friend. And, like, the way that they are treating COVID, though, is really what's getting me. And she was saying that she had the flu all last week, but because she kept testing negative for COVID, they still made her come to work. Bro, so the flu is just as bad as fucking COVID. Yeah, and all the uh, anti-COVID uh, people were reminding us that people die of the flu all the time when it first <laughs> came out, but now the flu don't mean nothing apparently. Bro, bro. So at our office, one person had COVID and another person had the flu. Like I was losing my mind 
the week, Christmas week, that's when it happened. Oh, yeah, we were both. My phone been on Do Not Disturb for a straight week and a half. Like, I've been in the trenches. We we have, out of the nine bartenders that we have, only three of us are healthy. And they just keep putting the healthy ones on the schedule with the ones who are sick every day. And I'm like, why do y'all keep putting sick people on the schedule? Or why do y'all schedule people knowing they're not going to come in and not try to like situate it to where somebody can come and help, like make sure there's a manager who knows how to bartend that's there with us or something like, no, they just been wearing us the fuck out. We literally asked them the other day. We, we were just like, what if we all got sick? Like, what would y'all do? They don't know. And they were just like, oh, we would just run, um, takeout. We would just run to go orders. But the show go on though. Hey, it's like that Chris Rock joke where he was like, uh, uh, people outside of this country hate us because of our religion, who we worship, and this money. Why do you think they got uh, in God we trust written only on money? <laughs> Bruh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. I have recently been thinking about maybe I should move. Like yeah. the way, the way COVID, everybody's been handling COVID and stuff. Like on top of like all the, like Trump stuff and all this other stuff. I'm like, I'm at my wits end. I'm like, maybe I would be happier if I didn't live here. In Huntsville, yeah. I mean, I would not be uh, one to disagree with that. But it's like, I don't know. Like the last couple of weeks I've been going through it and I'm just like, I'm re, like, I'm just thinking about everything and just reorganizing everything and be like, I don't know, bro. I don't know if any of this shit is worth it. But, but yeah, I was going through so much. I was like, bro, I know I'm going through it. I know she going through it. We ain't even focusing on trying to record. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. But I was like, bro, I can't handle anything else right now. It was too much. Like, I still... <sighs> I don't know. I just can't feel like I've caught up on my rest yet. Like, I don't feel rested when I wake up in the mornings because of how much that I've been working. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't even put that last episode out that we recorded. Yeah, notice. You just dropped the link for the merch. I was like, bro, look, we're going to re- Like, I might. I wasn't dr- even going to ask no questions. I was like, well, <laughs> maybe it's not our time. Like, I had, I had put it up. I just haven't revisited it. Like, because, like, after I edited it, I was like, bro, I don't feel like... Cause I might put I might put it up when I put this one up, but yeah, what we talk about that shit really mess like mess me up. I ain't even go front about homegirl. Oh yeah. So it may be like second guess shit. I'm like, should I stop cussing so much? Should I do this? Blase blase. Should I not? I was like, uh, should I stop cussing so much? Should I? Do this? Should I not do that? 
How are we going to grow? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just, I just had to put everything down and be like, mm-hmm. we're going to revisit when we revisit. It don't have to be the whole segment, but we can do like a little bit of it. Yeah. And then we can, cool. and then we can like invite guests or whatever. I started to do it tonight, but I ain't going to lie to you. I took a nap right before but we started. Me too. Bruh. I didn't I sleep. I did not sleep at all last night because I was like, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was giddy because of the snow. Snow. <laughs> so I was just up, just looking at my window, like, oh my god, it's snowing. And then so yeah, I didn't go to sleep till like three o'clock in the morning, knowing I had to be at work at eight. Damn. So I woke up at like six thirty. I got ready extra early because I knew. It's going to be at least seven inches of snow on my truck. Oh, my God. And it was. And it took me forever to wipe down enough so I could see. And I was like, if I do move from Huntsville, I can't move to the north. Okay. Nowhere cold because, sheesh, this shit is rough on us. Right. It's Like, snow is cute and whatever, but nah, bro. Actually dealing with it? Yeah. Like, actually having to live with it? Like I was, I was driving like I was tiptoeing through Huntsville. Like I was like, I swear to God, I was trying. I was driving so slow that I was trying to avoid having to brake and like, yeah, restart. Like I was like, nope. Like I was good. Like when I pulled out of my neighborhood, I was a little, you know, my tires spun a little bit, but I was like, okay, I'm good. And I was just following all the other truck trails. Because luckily yeah. I'm in the truck. So I can mm-hmm. see it. And then I turned off of uh, off Oakwood onto Washington. And I started spinning. And bro. I was like, ooh. I, don't know I was like, I'm so close to work, bro. I can't just get in an accident right around the street. Because that's what happens when you have accidents. is right around either your yeah. house or where you work. Yeah. And then so I got to work. They get shut down. I guess the restaurant. Well, no, not last night. That one night we had the tornado watch. Was that Saturday? Yes, because in Alabama we have a tornado watch and warning on Saturday and snow on Sunday. Bruh. <laughs> in the last I knew, days. I knew something had to be coming because the way we was having these super warm ass days consistently, consecutively. Yeah. Like, bro, ain't no way. Ain't no fucking gonna way. gonna go down. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go down. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this it's been crazy. So, uh, I don't know. I have not forgotten our listeners. It's just a bitch been going through it. <laughs> been different. I feel like all I've been doing is like trying to get my shit together in this apartment still. Like, every day, I feel like I'm spending money towards setting everything up in here correctly. Like, I spent $200 at Target yesterday, 150 at Walmart today. Just spent 50 more because I still needed some shit on some Instacart. <sighs> Money's spending too quick right now. <laughs> like, it is. But it's, it's those things that you need that you can't really, like, keep putting off right. I don't know but 
like it's been so much that we've missed that it's just like it is what it is, bro. We ain't even gonna get to all of it, but it's gonna be all right. <laughs> it's no way. It's no way. Too much has happened. Bro. Like, I don't know. So yeah, everything that can go wrong has been going wrong. I ordered I got my turntable and I had okay. to order a rec- I had to order a receiver. So I got it from Best Buy. They waited till six o'clock on Christmas Eve to tell me it was out of stock. Oh damn. So I was like, oh shit. That's that shit. But it got to my house today. Um, I got a new schedule. So I'm off actually on Wednesday too. This week. Like going for it. So Wednesday I'm gonna go find some speakers and I'm gonna uh enjoy beverage and just listen to records all day. Hell yeah. On some uh sophisticated bullshit. <laughs> on some bougie black shit. Right. <laughs> Why my mama sending me a personality test? God. Is it Myers Briggs? Uh the classic. I'm, I'm not sure. Nah, this one is it's a free one. I need to take a Myers Briggs one because I need to figure out what the fuck I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to retake the Myers Briggs. Yeah, it'll be cool to find out. Um, so let me see. I I made a lot of notes because. I had uh, made some mimosas yesterday. Mm mm mm. Living her best <laughs> life. <laughs> and I've been, I've been drinking. I ain't even gonna mm. fucking lie. <laughs> Me too. I w- I was planning on doing dry January that then, like New Year's came and I was like, nah. I I'm gonna slow down a little bit. I ain't even gonna fucking lie, bro. I've been out here on the whiskey, real heavy. I went through so many bottles of Crown Christmas week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's bad. It's something about whiskey in the winter. Yeah. Get your mojo going. <laughs> <laughs> every every day, like literally that one Tuesday that I worked like 12 hours last week, I was on the clock. I made me an old-fashioned and then I clocked out and sat down and drank that bitch at work. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta get my your... work shirt off, and I was like, "Yeah, I need it." Like literally, it's getting bad. It's it's you know it's bad when like during your shift you thinking about your after work drink or yeah. your after work cigarette. Right. How am I gonna unwind today? That's how it's been for us three healthy ones at the bar. Yeah, and and healthy it's loosely you, because I mean I'm sure mental health has taken an effect from everything. I haven't had time for myself. Like my hair ain't done. My nails are two months old. I haven't had my nails done since before Krista's wedding in November. <laughs> they look good though. I ain't gonna lie, nigga. That's because you don't know no better. I mean, it might be. I'm looking at like the colors, everything else is still the same. 
No, I'm talking about the amount of growth. Okay, I see it now. From my actual nails. Okay, the, yeah, I see yeah, it. Yeah. They're grown out. Yeah. They're ugly. Mm. You don't know no Not better. Bad. That's such a nice way to be. Like, you dumbass little boy. <laughs> Bless, that's a bless your heart statement. I know. You don't know no better, sweetie. Bless your heart. <laughs> he meant well. <laughs> um. So, oh, also, merch is live. The merch is Hell live. Yeah, I feel like we got some dope-ass merch right now. I know, gang, gang. We out here. Um, Yesterday's price is not today's price. Today's price. price. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. Um, Do you hear me? So yeah, uh huh. Fuck with us. Um. So let's get to the shits that I have been waiting to talk to you about. Okay, you go. So we've come to the end of an era. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh. So, not this past week, but the week before that was the end of Insecure. Mm. It it didn't feel real until yesterday. It's, it's still very, like, weird. Because yesterday was a Sunday, and then, like, it was around about eight. I was like, okay. Like, I was thinking, let me get my snacks. And I was like, bro, ain't, ain't nothing coming on. And it was like, somebody was like, oh, y'all were for real about it being the last episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. They meant that. But, uh, so, the most accurate depiction of black millennial life in the show has ended. And it's it's been in so much, like, discourse on social media about so many different things. For one, like, or I guess we could just do a, like the season five wrap up. Okay. So, what did you think of season five in a whole? Season five was. Season five had that like air of maturity to it. Like, season five was like okay, this is, like, it was the end of a real era. Like, this is the part of our 30s where we actually finally start living our lives. Like, where things start to fall in place. We're, you know, our levels of responsibility and just making better choices for ourselves. We're more, we're more focused on that. And, like, basically leveling up but in in a real adult way like real adulthood like this this season just felt like the the sprinkle like just like okay everything evens out here you know what i'm saying like all the all the shit that we went through this is what it was for like we are we're in our moments we're all in our elements we're all about to take off in some kind of way as adults. Um, 
I cannot describe what it is, but even just like the cinematography this season felt a little bit more grown up. Like it was, it was very much more crisp. It was more developed. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it. It it felt like they were like, okay, if we're going to send this off, we're sending this off in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a lot of, not fluff, but like the overhead shots, like in the other seasons, while they looked stunning, seemed like sometimes they were filler. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like as much filler because it has so much to do. Now, some of the episodes, the pacing was kind of weird in the early part of the season. Yeah. And I was just like, how are we going to get through? How are we going to resolve all of this? In episodes, yeah. Yeah. So, it it started picking up on, I'm trying to remember what episode that, like, it was a noticeable shift where I was like, okay. I think the Lawrence episode, because it was like so much that happened. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Okay. So, all right, we're in end game. Like we're getting to what's going to end up happening. The biggest takeaway for me for this season, even though everything you said was 100% correct and you saw it in their mental development and just emotional development and all of the characters, it seemed like for Issa it was a little bit of she still had imposter syndrome a little bit. Molly I hated Molly before this season. Yeah. And now I I love her character. Molly was hard to love, I will say that. Yeah. And in the best way possible. <laughs> so like from the beginning of the season, like when her and Issa were still at odds. Oh, also spoilers. I mean, if you ain't watched it, you ain't gonna watch it anyway. But uh like they were at odds still a little bit. You could saw you saw that they were both still trying to nudge each other together. Yeah, like they were just awkward around each other. Yeah, which is so real. And like much. friendships that are breaking down. That shit is so accurate. Very much. And then like by the end of that uh episode, after they get robbed and then they just start dying laughing. That's really how it is <laughs> when you like with your That's best a, friend. Uh, <laughs> When they started off at their reunion. Yeah, and they got robbed at the liquor store by the girl. By that girl. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then just the laughter, they were like, okay, all right, they back. Like, that's all I need to see. But it was so much foreshadowing of Kelly that I was like, what's going to happen to Kelly? Mm-hmm. And then, like, so, like, in the back of my mind, I was always being like, okay, is Kelly not going to be with us by the end? Or... What's going to happen? Because they kept stringing on that death scenario. And it was yeah. like, this yeah. is hella foreshadowing. This is very morbid. Like, what? And you saw that it was affecting her character. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what's going on? Um. So, yeah, you had that. You had Lawrence being, I won't say a deadbeat dad, but Lawrence being Lawrence. Like, I feel like everybody, like, some people be trying to make Lawrence out to be a fuckboy. I don't think Lawrence is a fuckboy. I think Lawrence just truly doesn't. He's very naive. Like, he he truly doesn't. 
he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't get it yet. Yeah, like it's not clicking for him yet. Right. And I feel like that's also why him and Issa are kind of it was only going to work with them. Mm. They look I want to like Nathan as a character but you know it's another part of me that be like yo get this light skinned nigga off my screen I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> Shit. So, but it was like I don't know. I it just did her Issa and Nathan weren't. It wasn't gonna work. And I think a lot of people like I'll skip ahead and I'll go back to this later. A lot of people acted like Issa settled in the last episode. Mm, if Issa, yeah, if Issa wanted to settle, she would have been with Nathan. Yeah, true. And I think everybody's like missing that because they're just seeing all the like being like, okay, she's gonna be a stepmom, all this other stuff, having to deal with that. But why is it though that you feel like she would have been settling with Nathan? Because I felt like she did. She, I won't say that I don't think that she loved Nathan because I think she did. I think he loved her, but. She felt like it seemed like they both were kind of being like, okay, so well, I guess we'll go with this. Going through the motions. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like a good fit. Like on paper, it seemed like a good, like it wasn't nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed, didn't seem like this was, this was the relationship because Lawrence kept popping up in her head. Yeah, and then she kept like she kept calling Lawrence when she'd get drunk or some something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was almost like I don't think this is over. So it was that, and Nathan was. I don't know. It just seemed like Nathan was. Nate. It seemed like Nathan was still trying to figure out who he is. And dealing with his, um, like his mental health well, issues and things, health, yeah. And he's trying to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Which by the end of the, ep- the last episode, I'm glad that he stepped away from the situation. He's like, this this ain't good for me, because yeah. that showed his growth. Mm-hmm. And being like, yeah, I could love this person, but this ain't good for me. I also. I connected with that. <laughs> yep. And that is such, it, that's maturity. To being like, okay, I can accept this, this, and this. And while these feelings are valid, I got to remove myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, like, standout episodes. The The one where they spent... The girls' night together was a really good episode. Yeah, when they um, wait, which one? Because they actually, they actually had a couple of the one where they were just at Issa's apartment and they were planning to go out, but they ended up just catching up the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of nods to waiting to excel, and some other like classic uh, black movies. Um, also. When I watched the documentary about uh, about uh, 
the last season and they said that every designer in that episode was a black woman. I was like, that's lit. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Like the subtle things of like, me like, okay, putting on. Um, the episode where Molly and Tarion start like getting together mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I'm glad that she, I'm glad she, she had such high standards the entire, um, entire run of the show. Now on a certain face value, it would seem like she settled, but that is the exact opposite because she found somebody who met her emotional needs. I was going to say, I feel like Torian really, like, he genuinely cared about her. Like, he genuinely was into her. Yeah. He was he was more so into her that he was more patient with her because she was dealing with a lot, yeah. really a lot more in this season than she ever has in any other seasons. Right. Um, but you know what I'm saying? She was dealing with a lot. He was tolerant of that, like, and he wasn't forcing anything. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it was real respectful and real grown up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only people that are like on social media and stuff that were saying they're like, really, Torian? It's like, you just saying that because he's short. <laughs> and he's not Dro or he's not and all then the other Dro to show up like when he did. That episode was perfect. Because them doing the drugs together and them being like cute and high as fuck. And then both talking about like their past and respectful of each other's past. Because mm-hmm. like uh, when Dro was talking and he was like, yeah, I think the guy you brought is really cool too. She was like, you mean him? And that nigga was right behind him. Right there. And, and he was just nonchalant. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> like, oh, hey, what's up? Right. And she was like, I used to. And she was she was so like straight up with it, like oh yeah, I used to casually hook up with him and the blah blah. blah. She was like a lot. She was like oh okay. He was like, oh, and okay. Dro was like Molly. <laughs> like no, nah, nigga, don't be shamed now. Okay, like right. She had clearly know, moved on. I do feel like Dro was kind of floating the idea of being like yo, so what's good? Yeah. Hey, they always come back. <laughs> He was, he was trying to get back in there for sure. Yeah, he was trying to, he was checking the temperature. But, uh, like, she went, like, after her highness wore down and she was like, Drow! <laughs> like, when he first walked up, like, she was just real nonchalant about it. And it was like, okay, this is gross. For sure. And then, like, the pantry scene, well, not the pantry scene, where they get high and they they raid the uh oh, the, the caterer's table. Bro, that is that's some high love shit. And that's why all the memes of her and him as being Bobby and Whitney was amazing. <laughs> Can't even say I fucking blame them because them mac and cheese balls they look, Yeah, they look like they were busting. <laughs> so much so that on my, our Christmas Eve, my sister made mac and cheese balls. And I was, I was so excited. 
<laughs> she don't watch Insecure or nothing, but I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get some mac and cheese, mom. Okay, look at the universe manifesting. Right. Um, but yeah, that episode was so good. And then Lawrence did. Lawrence. Okay, Lawrence was a fuckboy in this episode. Like him going back and forth with Nathan. And my only thing, him even approaching Issa at the party, knowing she was there with a with Nathan, was the problem. Was wild as fuck. Like you're not even gonna wait till you get home to send a text. You really gonna like that's so disrespectful in person, bruh. Disrespectful as fuck. And then uh, when they were uh, debating about the whole barbecue thing, I was thinking. First of all, this conversation makes no sense. Ain't nobody going to shit on Southern barbecue. I ain't never been to L.A., but look. But don't be hyping up no fucking L.A. barbecue. Right. And most of the L.A. barbecue, I'm just going to assume that them niggas came from the South. Okay. So, like, let's not act like Houston ain't going to have some bomb-ass barbecue. I done had Houston barbecue. I done grown up on Southern barbecue. Maybe one day I'll go to L.A., and try one of the spots they name. And if it ain't bussing, I'm uh, at the Insecure account and be like, y'all niggas lie. <laughs> uh, let me let me just say this, honey. I ain't never heard nobody say nothing about no damn L.A. barbecue. Including niggas from L.A. <laughs> Including niggas from L.A. <laughs> All, everybody I went to uh, school with at Graham or at a they weren't hating on Southern barbecue. Hell no. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just one of them things to get on my nerves as a Southerner. We like, God damn it. But, so Lawrence asked that question. And they, of course, get Issa floating. Oh, another thing. The episode where they lose Molly's dog and they're just walking around. And then... Issa's like, uh, yeah, my mom and uh, whoever her mom was dating, they must have broke up because she's all over the place. And Nathan gave that look like, uh, bitch. (laughs) 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 Do you hear yourself? (laughs) Okay, like, excuse me? Is this judgment? Right. Like, I know you. I know they ain't who I think it is. But so let's okay. We're more or less at the end of the last episode. What did you think of the last episode? Like going well, into it. The last episode was <clears throat> um going into it, I was still just like, okay, how the hell are we gonna wrap up this whole season? Like what is really finna happen in this last hour of life here? Right. Um, it it was bittersweet, obviously, because I think we all just wanted like a little bit more, like fleshing out of Issa and Lawrence's rekindled whatever right um i feel 
felt like everything happened fast in the last episode. It was. It, everything, it was so much going on. Like Molly getting married. Yeah. I, I And that's that's another one of those things too that I kinda hate seeing not just in on TV but in real life, like after some trauma happens, these new relationship people think that like I guess like rushing the progress of the relationship but is going to I don't know, I just felt like the married, but I mean that was clearly years after that last episode. Yeah, because all right, that episode I can't remember whose birthday is next. After Issa's like, I wish I could fast forward to when everything. Like how many? How many to when everything is okay? But how many years are we talking? Molly's birthday were. They have the surprise party and her mom is there and Tarian is there is at least that's gotta be at least a year away from the beginning of that episode. So they're not engaged yet, but they're getting there. Mm. Like the families are meeting, they're joining, like it's straight up courtship at this point. And then the next time when they're in Issa's new office and they're talking on the phone, mm. that's got to be a couple months after two. Because, uh, wait, no. Okay. So I'm trying to remember this all off the thing. So Molly's birthday, everybody's there. Then they go to Tiffany's birthday in Denver. That's when Tiffany, yeah. that's when Molly finds out her mom died. Yeah. So that's a couple months away. Then the next time is Molly's birthday. So I'm guessing that's another year after the the, uh, the birthday party. Issa is in her office and they're talking about Tarion has a surprise for Molly when she gets off. And that's what Molly says. Uh, she misses her mom and she knows it, each milestone is going to be without her mom. Mm-hmm. Then her next birthday is when they get married. Okay, see, maybe I missed how fast that timeline was moving. Yeah, like, it's, uh, now, I watched it two or three times before I, like, I got the timeline in my head. Mm-hmm. Because at first I was like, what, what, what? Like, just going back and forth. But then the fact that they were using each one of their birthdays spaced it out to where I figured it to be, like, four different seasons. Mm-hmm. Meaning a year. So I assume. That by the end of the last episode, we're two and a half, three years after the beginning of the first episode. Okay. Which yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all, honey. I feel I like that more people are doing time jumps after Infinity War. I mean, after uh, Endgame, I like that more people are playing with timelines because you can get more creative stories. And it was so much that went on in this season. Mm-hmm. The only way you were going to be able to re- like get everything in was to have an episode like that. True. Um, the only thing I do wish we had seen more is Kelly having a love life, which we waited yeah, to the last yeah. 
episode of the show to she to see her get that she was getting pregnant that she was pregnant or whatever yeah right and she had met the love of her life and all her like she was a fully realized character which you can go into possibly because she was the uh she was the comedic relief mm-hmm. but also because she is a bigger black woman I felt, part of me felt like, okay, they're neck- a little bit. Yeah, because it felt like it was like, okay, so she can't be a fully realized character. That's dangerously close to a mammy. Not saying that she's a mammy, but yeah, it was just all sex jokes and stuff. It was just like, mm-hmm. what does this character want? Now, um, I did listen to the Insecurity podcast. I haven't listened to any of those. Normally, I listen like right after every episode. I have been. I've listened more this year than any other one. And Crystal's uh, theory that they would that Molly and her would get together actually panned out, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's what's up." Yeah. Um. What else? Tiffany hates uh, living in Denver. Tiffany, I feel like Tiffany's character is never satisfied with anything. Tiffany might be, I feel like, the only one to me that wasn't happy or settled in the direction that her life was taking, which is also very realistic because... She was the one in the beginning who it really seemed like, you know what I'm saying, everything was taken off for her quick. Like her and Derek having the baby, them getting the house. Like she was the one that seemed like she was settling down and into her life the quickest. So for it to flip and now she's in this space where like she not too sure about it. But I felt like that's realistic though, because I feel like yeah, that's what I was saying. It's it's very realistic because a lot of people um, who are on that like they're knocking off things on their checklist. They a lot of times people assume once I've knocked these things off my checklist, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the reality sets in because you don't have something else to strive for. Mm-hmm. So now you're just like, what makes me happy? Mm-hmm. Like I think she loves Derek. And she wants to support him, but she kind of lost herself within it. Yeah. But the other... Then, then them also moving to a state where it's not a lot of black people. And like, that's another big adjustment that she had to take on. Yeah, because I can't imagine how that would feel. Like, like growing up in the South... And being around black people my mm-hmm. entire life, I can't imagine how it would feel to not have like anybody. No black people. Like, not even like you go to a white school, but you go to black churches and you got a black family. Like, no, like you got to. She clearly had lived in California her whole life. Whole life. So, like, especially going from LA, that's got to be just such a mind fuck huge culture shock like what do you do um I did think it was also funny that 
Derek is more or less an honorary member of the girls. Mm-hmm. That I did think that was funny. Because they celebrated his birthday and he was like, man, my niggas ain't even show up. Right. It's like, bro. It's like, but that's really how it be too. It's like Derek the homie. Like it seems like Derek is the uh the secure male friend. Mm-hmm. Even like oh for sure. Even in their uh the second to last episode when the go away party, and uh what's his name? What's Lawrence's homeboy that always gives a bad advice? Troy. Oh, light skinned dude. What's I can't never remember his name. But yeah, he was like clearly acting like he was like so. I mean, like, don't forget about me, Derek. Don't like. He's like, bro, it's cool. We go, we go hang out outside of just Lawrence. He's like, okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then of course Lawrence has. Uh, I was just waiting. Like that last episode, I was waiting for it to be like okay. Because like when she when Issa called and. <laughs> That Louis Armstrong impression. What a wonderful world. <laughs> it's so crazy, bro. It's so stupid. Like, but when she called and asked about, and then that fine ass chick showed up after, I was like, Not just the fine ass chick, but his girlfriend at the moment. Yes. And I was like, man, Lawrence really be getting the girls out here. <laughs> Out here as fuck. They see a tall, goofy nigga and just <laughs> lose all like, that shit. <laughs> what? Like a whole girlfriend, Lawrence? How? He stay with him. Where does she come from? Um, I also like that him and Condola figured out the co-parenting shit. Mm-hmm. That was very relieving because if it at first, like that first couple episodes, I kind of felt. A little bad for Lawrence sometimes, like Yeah. Condolences. Calm down, girl. Like, just please. I also need to go back and release when like the Nick episode, we talk about that episode mm-hmm. in detail yeah. and I cut it out because I was like I was like, bro, we need to just save everything for after the series is over. Yeah. That shit was funny as fuck though. <laughs> like not not the episode, but like us talking about <laughs> us talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Because if even people that ain't on in Lawrence, however, like, bruh, I, I mean, Lawrence don't deserve this. It's it, you know, like it which but I mean that also was very realistic because it's just like here you are, a new mom, you frustrated, you feel like your baby daddy ain't doing what he needs to do. You are gonna be, you know, what I'm saying, pent up and have have that aggression. So I mean, it was it was real. Yeah, I'm glad it that nothing else. I'm glad they worked it out, and then by the end, they clearly like we're not gonna be together, but we both love our kid, and mm-hmm. and then like even when she left the party, and he she was like, "No, I'll stay." It's the last time you're gonna see a lot of your friends. I was like, okay, that's. That's all. That's as good of a situation as that type of situation was going to get. Yeah. Um. On that last episode, though, I kept waiting for, like, to find out how it was going to end. And then, like, when Nathan showed up, 
was like, God, please don't let her end up for Nathan. <laughs> like, it's just like, I was glad that they got to say their piece and go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that is also things to strive for in a breakup where you could just go. Just healthily, sp- like, you know what? Right. And then when she was like, I, don't, I hope you don't regret anything. He's like, I don't regret anything. Like, bruh, I, I hope to get to that level of like, oh, peace be like, of course I regret it, bitch. <laughs> An amicable breakup. Right. A healthy breakup. Um, so like after that happened, I was like, okay, so Nathan's clear. Like they're not going to be together. And then when Lauren shows up at the office and then they talking about it and then the kiss is like, okay, yeah, Lauren's high. We would. <laughs> I was honestly shook that it ended up being Lawrence. Like in the beginning, it was very hard to watch them break up. Yeah. And it was hard to accept, like we were really pulling for them, but then as the season went on, we were like, okay, maybe Lawrence ain't it. That so I think like I feel like I got comfortable with it not being Lawrence that when I saw it being Lawrence, I was like mm. A part of me wanted them to go their separate ways and just live life, which is more or less what they gave us with Nathan and her. Yeah. But that that last season episode where they go on a date and the lighting and everything, I was just like, nah, this has got to be how it's got to end. Yeah. So they be like, on the last episode, she's at Molly's wedding and Molly looks amazing, of course, because Molly is gorgeous. Facts. And then that nigga Lord come up with the champagne is like, yeah, yes, King. <laughs> Get I your queen. Like, I was like, what is happening right here? And then another note, whenever I get married, feels good has got to be played. Oh, yeah. Hey, it might be just Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> um, that and then the scene where Issa's taking off uh, Molly's uh, wedding dress and helping her, and they mm-hmm. have that little goodbye. That shit. They cried. Tell I cried. I cried. <laughs> Tell me you wasn't so up, honey. And I was like, they say goodbye to each other. This is so beautiful. <laughs> that's literally it's so funny because that's like. That's how I felt at Krista's wedding, even though I wasn't like her best, you know, whatever, her maid. But that's how I felt. I was just like, damn, like, this is, you know, one of my close friends that's really out here being an adult, like, yeah, moving on into some adult shit. Like, shit is gonna change. The two times I felt that is. Like my brother's wedding, of course, and then at Doug's wedding. Cause it's oh, like yeah. it was like, bruh, the homie. It was like it's 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 real, bruh. It's, it's like hard. It's so hard. And then like I was like, we were leaving, and then like he was talking to me, he's like, bro, I appreciate everything. All that. And then it was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the homie that got married. We didn't married off the homies. That's like always a good feeling. 
especially when you feel comfortable with the person that they ended up with. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, I ain't got to worry. We good. Um, but yeah, that scene was beautiful. Um, then we also get the last scene of Issa driving through all the old familiar places. You see uh, Hood Yoda out there shadow boxing with his yeah. daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, bruh, I got to go to the dunes if I ever go to L.A. We, if they don't make it, they don't turn the dunes to, <laughs> to a, a landmark. To a, to a damn trap house situation. Bruh. Hey. I bet the people that own that love the fact that I'm sure that helps with people trying to rent out. Like, bro, oh, stay in the yeah. dunes. I don't know shit about L.A., but yeah. Um, Then she goes to that, that nice-ass house, walks in, and you see Lawrence with a little kid. And you, at first, you're like, how much time has passed? Is this the little one? It was like, oh, no, that's the homie Ja. Like, damn. And Issa's stepmommy and right. Ja is in love with Issa, too. And it's like, oh, this is beautiful. And then uh, Issa's getting ready. And then she talks to Molly. And then it ends with Bossy. And that's a beautiful wrap-up, bro. <laughs> like, it's all the callbacks and it's everything. And it's like, okay. I'm, o- I'm okay with moving on from this. Twitter has been nuts. All all kind of crazy. Fucking uh, people projecting all type of bullshit onto any character in this show. I mean, when is Twitter not nuts, though? You got the people who uh, who said Issa settled for Lawrence and all the people who have these weird things about never wanting to be a step-parent. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes me feel like you probably shouldn't be a parent. Yeah, if you don't want to be a step parent. The way that the, the vitriol that they talk about, like the idea of you being a step parent is being like some kind of like disgrace is yeah, like it's crazy. Because I'm like, do y'all know how many step parents are actually out here right now? Right. Like, and how many people uncommon? And how many people were were raised by their quote unquote stepfather that they considered their father or their stepmother that they considered their mother. Or not even that, but just like any other adult that just decided to step in. Like it could be an uncle who decided to step in as a father or it could be grandparents. Like why do people really like shun actually taking care of your significant other's kids? Because a lot of people view children as some kind of vanity project that is a part of them you cannot go into a relationship knowing somebody has kids and decide that you only gonna like them and not the kid like that is that's sick it's weird like and then like a brief aside on that did you see the video of the guy who got uh he bought his uh children's stepfather 
some Jordans for Christmas. Yeah, I love it. People were in those comments saying crazy ass fucking shit. Oh, he should have yeah. fought him. What the yeah. fuck is bro? Seeing two black men appreciate each other for being there in a kid's life? That's some beautiful shit. Oh yeah. And them Jordans were fly. Like, look, y'all some fucking haters. Haters, bro. Um, then you also got the people who have ran with this narrative that Issa hasn't done anything important. Why are y'all? Yeah, like what? Is like because just because she still isn't in this like corporate setting, or because she isn't in this place where some rich ass nigga is taking care of her. Like, yeah. This is why I feel like I relate to Issa because I feel like I am in so many of the same life situations. But it's people criticizing Issa the character and people criticizing Issa Ray. Like saying that she's like pretty much trying to say she's a black bourgeoisie and we shouldn't applaud rich people for being rich when she wasn't rich. She was middle class. I mean, I think her dad is like a professor or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. all these people were running with this narrative that she's like, what has Issa done besides, you know, uh, work for white men and all, all this crazy stuff? Like Twitter is a, Twitter is a cesspool. Then yeah, ate so much. Like, why people can't just come up? Why people can't? I don't know. And then you got the the men who were like, "Where's our insecure?" Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Y'all acting like it wasn't men in the show, entire show. Like, what is y'all problem?" There's a video on YouTube. It's one of my favorite YouTubers. His name is uh, FD Signifier. He has a video where he talks about how Issa wrote men and insecure being one of the best depictions of black men mm. in the history of television. Mm-hmm. And it's so real. Like I felt that way before, but I never heard somebody vocalize it mm-hmm. in a meaningful way and be like, I mean, she, yeah, she did like for as many people as that tried to make it seem like Lawrence is just a fuck boy. Lawrence is a complex character. True. All the men in the shows are complex characters, just like the women. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. I don't look at Insecure is definitely a woman-driven show, and it, the main characters, of course, are women. But I related so much to the men characters, even down to Torian in the last couple episodes. That's way more of a closer depiction of who I am than all of these other shows that try to just show fuck boys fucking awful bitches. Yeah, so I was gonna say, like, don't they show plenty of the like vulnerability and softer sides and real life sides of men yeah. very often in this show? Like, that's why they have an entire male group of friends, right? But people, people don't look at shit. I think part of it is a lot of those people don't actually watch the show, so they just see that black women being hype about something they just want to shit on. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely part of it, but I also feel like they be one some like hotep driven, like uh, like when they were asking what where is our insecure? 
all these people that have these shitty ass fucking shows were uh, dropping links, and then like the previews that they were dropping were like, man, I don't want to watch that shit. Like that show Johnson, that looks like the worst show ever. Like I don't want. I don't know about Johnson. I haven't seen. It comes on uh, Bounce, but apparently all the shows are on where it's like supposed to be black upscale men. And the clip I saw was this guy talking about why he doesn't vote and all this other shit. And he's married to this other guy is married to this, uh, this white woman and they're gentrifiers. And I was like, ah, this is Twitter shit. I don't want to hear them hotel. Like, (laughs) I don't want to hear that shit. I have to deal. Like I have to watch an episode of that. Every time I go to a barbershop, and hear these dumbass niggas talk about some dumb shit. Up. It's like, bro, I don't... That's not real to me. Like, what you gonna have a show just about sports and shit? People right, aren't... Like, that's another thing, too, is like, men really... I don't know. This, this will be confusing about men sometimes. It's like, y'all want to whine and complain that there's not a show for men. Why? Because you feel like... You feel like we don't get to see... You know what I'm saying? The vulnerable sides of men and the emotional side of men's lives. But then at the same time, when it comes to men's shows, y'all want all this like hyper masculinity. Exactly. So like, what do you want? That's why the best depictions of nuanced men are often in shows that are not uh, quote unquote catered to men. Like to Mm -hmm. me. This is us. The way that Randall's character is is a phenomenal. Like I've never seen a black. I've never seen a white, a mostly white show, depict blackness in the way that This Is Us is, and it's also because their writing room is diverse and everything else. But the way Randall's character and his family have to deal with things is a nuanced point of view for a black man, especially mm-hmm. in modern television yeah he's not some super hyper masculine man but he's still masculine but sensitive people still go through shit like right and it's not all this now it also in this is us they show other black men and the diversity of black men but people don't want to talk about those type of shows even like uh blackish which I do think it's oh partially funny that Insecure Blackish and This Is Us are all in their last season. Mm. And that's it. And that's we have to look at it in the, within the context of that's a whole chapter of black television. Yeah, it is. And one day we're going to look back and be like, okay, these shows were all on at the same time. It was kind of a little renaissance. And it got some it got major attention from uh, majority white places also, but was heavily supported by black people. Mm-hmm. Insecure. I don't know if we ever have an insecure, like as far as Twitter. Insecure used to like set like black people against each other for days. Yeah, it did. Because at first it was, it was Lawrence Hive. It was Issa versus Molly. Then it was Lawrence versus Nathan. Yeah, and then it was also, bruh, that scene of that sweet lady Tasha getting her back blown out by Lawrence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's iconic. Not that sweet lady Tasha. Hey, 
She deserved better. Justice for Tasha, that beautiful black woman with amazing body. Now, Lawrence was a fuckboy to her. I'll give you that. Was, very much. And I'm glad she read him for filth. And that very sweet lady walked out of her, her out of his life with that amazing body. Lawrence didn't deserve that. <laughs> Justice for Tasha. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, it's a bro, Twitter used to be a war zone. Up until a couple of weeks ago, Twitter was a war zone after insecure episodes. This is true. It was fun, but it was also like, yo, this shit is crazy. It we was are a lot. We are invested in this shit. Um like I also saw people were like, so who are we gonna put in charge of this men's secure? They start calling it men secure. Like mm-hmm. the idea of a man insecure. I was like, they were like, we're gonna put Tyler Perry in like, nah, I don't want Lee Daniels. I don't want none of these niggas. We we got enough of that. Yeah. Bro, just I like shows with black love. Let's just focus on shit like that. Realistic depictions of men and women, uh, queer people, everybody. Let's just have realistic shit. That's the type of shit I will support. That's the type of shit I like. Because all this, like, bullshit between, like, men and women, I ain't with that shit, bro. I feel you. Like, all these Twitter, like, Twitter debates about all this shit, all these other uh, podcasts that always talk about the same shit, like, dates and shit. Yeah, like, everybody just want to fucking argue about some shit. That's why, like, when we started this shit, I was like, like, we both were adamant being like, look... We ain't gonna have just this show where we just yelling at each other and all this other shit because that's not gonna be fun for either of us. Mm-mm. When we disagree, we always healthily disagree and be like, "It is what it is." Uh, like if I ain't trying to change your mind, you ain't trying to change my mind because that's how friendships are. <laughs> These people are just trying to get clickbait. Yeah, I just want to have arguments. I just want to have blowups. And I have also wondered, like, in doing video stuff, do I want to be lumped in with these niggas? But so many, like, smaller podcasts that are doing dope stuff with video, like, Oversaturated, they had that episode with Molly. I haven't watched it because they talk about Insecure, and I didn't want to. I've been avoiding some stuff just so I wouldn't regurgitate some things when we finally got to talk about it. I feel you. Um, the other major things I had was R.I.P. to Miss Betty White. Man, that shit blew me. I, I was know. Like, what? Like, I was, I was upset, bro. Like, cause I, I mean, I've said it on here. I, I love Golden Girls. I absolutely love Golden Girls. I've always loved it. And I've never given a fuck about if you think I'm weird for being if a man. If you don't love Golden Girls, like, that's the, you actually watch it? That's the thing. Like, it was also funny. It's all, I've noticed since I'm getting older, I could tell, like, young niggas when they be saying stuff. 
<laughs> so like those people that were on Twitter that were like, so y'all were watching Golden Girls? Y'all were grown ass men watching Golden Girls? And everybody was like, yes. Like, yeah. like, like tons of niggas be like, yeah, that shit was funny as fuck. That was some good TV, okay? Right. Like people, people be trying to do that hyper masculine bullshit and be like, oh, you don't know how to read the room. Look at here, youngin. Back in the day, <laughs> it was only so many shows that were on. Ooh, we didn't have a lot. And so it was also tons of shows that just played all fucking day. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, the only shit that came on Lifetime besides those trash ass TV movies was Designing Women and Golden Girls. Oh, Designing Women. And Designing Women couldn't hold shit to Golden Girls because all four of those women were comedic geniuses. And Betty White is one of the greatest comedians of all time. No lie. And we lost her. I'm I'm I am glad that our generation got to give her her flowers while she was here. True, we definitely did. And then they replayed the Saturday Night Live episode that she was on, I think in 2010, when a half a million people signed a petition on Facebook to get her to be on SNL. Oh, yeah. And she killed it at 88 years old. And then Jay-Z was the musical guest. It's like, bro, this shit, like... She really did. She she really was out here living. And then, like, just knowing her, the history of, like, her, like, she was on radio, then she was on, like, TV, early TV. Mm-hmm. She was the first, one of the first women executive producers of a show. She, uh, one time... She said that bitch. Yeah. They tried to get her to uh, cut the time of a black musician, and she said, no. Nah. And then eventually they canceled her in the 50s. Uh, she was on Maritime Moore show, which I didn't realize this. Uh, she was the last person from that cast to be alive. Oh, wow. So last year, Ed- I mean, she really was the last of a lot of her Mohicans. Yeah. Like, bruh. And we, everybody was so excited to see her turn 100. And it's like, man, she didn't make it by a couple weeks, which I've seen other people say, technically, she lived through 24 leap years. So if we're going to add those years into it, she made it. She made it. And then other people be like, well, I mean, nine months before. <laughs> we just we just going to give her her honorary 100 years. Yeah. She get an honorary 100. Yeah. And they're gonna, uh, they're still gonna release the documentary on her birthday. They also have this thing to where they want uh, people to donate like five dollars or something to the Humane Society on her birthday because she's a big animal activist. Okay. And then like making in a donation in her name. It's other things. People trying to honor her in a good way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good to see people get their flowers. Mm-hmm. And that, that's iconic. Like, we, I know we be throwing icon around a lot. Nah, mm-hmm. she really was, though. Yeah. Like, because, like, that last show she was in, Hot in Cleveland, she was funny as shit in that. Oh, uh, I don't know about that one. It came out, like, it was, like, the mid, it came on TV land. That might be the one you didn't 
see a lot of it. But like she was funny as shit. Like you can't fake that time. Like her comedic timing is what made her amazing. Yeah. Like I mean, you could throw that on Golden Girls though. Yeah. Like you can't fake that comedic timing. Um. So R.I.P. to Betty White. Um. Yeah. Them fake people on uh on the socials acting like you can't honor any white person. You Uncle Tom. Or a coon. I wish y'all niggas would call me a coon. I'll fight over Betty White. I swear to God, I will fight you over Betty White. I wish everybody would just get over themselves. Yeah. Um, we also have um also RIP to another icon, Mr. John Madden. Oh yeah, I saw that he died at eighty five. Yep. Uh, who are these celebrities out here living though? These are some long ass lives, yeah. Um, John Madden is another icon, and for generations to come, his name will be synonymous with football, all because of the video game and his color commentary. From when we were younger, John Madden is like that dude, so RIP to him. And then R.I.P. to one of my personal favorites, Goldie himself, Mr. Max Julian, the legend from the Mac. I'm not familiar with him. I was not. I had to I had to look him up. Um But yeah, he he was that dude. Uh, I love black exploitation movies. Ain't I'm gonna drop this soundbite in here of one of the most legendary things to ever been spoken. Your bitch chose me. <laughs> <laughs> we can handle this like a uh, gentleman, or we could get into some old gangster shit. It's like yes, yes. You know I'm not used to that. Hey, time, time is the only thing that's of value. I'm just trying to get back to feeling like myself. I feel you. You know, it's funny. One of the, like, I was thinking of possible episode titles going into this, and then one of them was Get Back. <laughs> like the Beatles song. <laughs> We flow in the spirit, my sister. Do you understand or do you overstand? And if you overstand, do you understand? Oh, not flowing in the spirit. Yep. Letting, letting the Lord lead. But, okay. but yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been scouting all the people that are doing video stuff. And I think I figured out how we can do it. Um, like, I'm going to use this camera, and then I'll use, oop, I was planning on getting a new iPhone, I just haven't been able to do it because of time. Mm. So My I mean, upgrade isn't until next April, well, not next April, damn, I keep forgetting we're actually in the new year. Yeah, I, I've had an upgrade for a year. I just haven't done it, but I think I'm. I've been going back and forth if I want to trade this phone in, or if I want to keep it and use it as one of our video 
cameras. Because I think we can do it that way. But either way, I'll figure it out. Um, we'll let you go. All right, damn pimp. All right, player. Miss you. Miss you too, me. <laughs> hold it down, P.O.P. P.O.P., hold it down. <laughs> All right, I'll hit you up this week. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.